Do you have a cordless hair dryer? No, I've got an extension cable. <laughs> just walk around with it. <laughs> no, I didn't mean like out on the street. Oh, I'm in the backyard. I'm out on the street. I'm in as like a general, like, let's make this a community thing. Like... I mean, you can get wireless leaf blowers. Why not cordless hair dryers? I mean. <laughs> what are those two doing now? Warming iguanas. <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, come and join the conversation in our Facebook group. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. Oh, that was a bit squeaky. I know. Did you hear that? <laughs> Did you hear him? Like, hey. Hey. <laughs> I've still got my sexy, yeah. smelly cat voice going on at the moment. <laughs> and I'm a backup singer today. <laughs> uh, if, the, if you... the joys of living on an island. It's <laughs> super hot. And then it's so cold island cold and then yeah, it's, it's all relative like, yeah and then it's super hot and then super cold so we kind of just keep passing back and forth this like well and i think cookie. also just i think it's also that we're it's it's a time of year where it's starting to get more peopley as well mm. so when you go out so there are so many people around um in ways that like so you're in close quarters with lots of people especially like over the holidays and new years i mean mm-hmm. we we said on a previous podcast we didn't go downtown for new years but mm-hmm. you're still around some people um i mean I, I have to say it's kind of a fun time of year for me people watching because you can you can tell the locals and you can tell the tourists like walking down the street you'll see people in like sweaters and sweatshirts and like winter coats and then the right. next person walking down is shirtless or the, speedo the, and it's like that first time that, I, that first year I was here, um, <clears throat> I think it was the first year, I remember like there was like a coolish day and it's like, again, like cool is relative, it's a relative term here. Um, like cool here is like a nice summer day in England. Um, and uh, I remember seeing somebody in like jeans and a puffy jacket and I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? Now I'm that person. <laughs> right? I, I actually think like if I hadn't switched my address to Key West, like officially, like mm-hmm. Massachusetts would have caught on. They would have heard me talking about how cold it is <laughs> at 60 degrees and they would have been like, you know what? You know, you no longer belong in we, this We state. no longer claim you. You <laughs> yes. can no longer claim to be a part of us. Yeah. I hear myself and I like, I fully admit, I'm like, <laughs> I, I hear what I'm saying. It's freezing. People are like, it's 75. I'm like, it's cold. Do you see the breeze? Like- right. Well, and I think the thing is that I'm somebody who like, um, it's, it's a bit of an in-joke that like whenever I'm kind of, I meet people here and they hear my accent uh, and I'm like, well, I'm not obviously from here originally. Um, but I was like, I'm not built for English weather. I'm built for Key West weather. Like that's like, this is, this is my, this is my climate. So I've always been someone who tends more to the cold, like the feeling the cold more. Yeah, we did a family vacation um, to Orlando in like February time. So I come directly from England. And I remember it was like, I think it was like 11 o'clock at night and we couldn't get into our villa because the, the code wasn't working or something and the villa was owned by someone in the UK. So I was like out and it was before like cell plans had 
roaming and stuff on them so I remember I was on a payphone outside a restaurant in like this like huge fleece shivering calling back the UK at like 3am in the morning trying to wake this guy up to go, how do we get into the house so yeah we do the the, the kind of there there is like legitimately cold mm-hmm. um but it's not really that here very often yeah my younger self doesn't know what to do with herself because i was always like the the heat tend tended to affect me more than the cold yeah and now i'm just Nope. Well, um, and it gets cold enough. Um, I don't think we've actually, actually ever mentioned this on the podcast before. Uh, one of the features of the Florida uh, winter is rainy iguanas mm-hmm. um, because we have a high iguana population. Actually, they're not um, uh, indigenous to this area. Basically, what happened with people would keep them as like exotic pets and they would get too big and they would just release them. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I mean, there's iguanas everywhere here. Um, And you know it's winter when literally we get warnings of falling iguanas because it gets too cold um, for them and they literally just like freeze solid almost in the tree as in they can't move and they go rigid and they just drop from the from the trees and you have to sort of leave them until they're like they've warmed up again in the sun they're literally (laughs) like when they will warm up in fact we actually had one um in the backyard just the other day when we finished recording um and one of the local cats was like very interested and we're like, I don't want to leave that iguana. He was like basking in the, cause it was a cool day here for iguanas. Um, maybe iguanas and I have a similar kind of temp- th- internal thermostat. Uh, and he was a cold blooded thing. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm just want to hang out in the sun and the cat's like, Ooh, what's that? And I'm like, dude, we can't let you just, I know you want to hang out in the sun, but there's a lot of cats here. And if we leave you, I don't think you're going to make it home for dinner. <laughs> like, I hadn't even considered that he might've just been cold. Like the iguana let me come up to him. And of course I'm Took about 20 minutes of me talking to him. I don't know if he heard me, but I wanted to make sure he knew I wasn't a threat. And she made, she made sure like to let him know that she was trying, like she didn't want to cross his boundaries. Like, <laughs> I mean, legitimately. It's like, hey. That is what I did. I'm, yeah, like, you know. I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to help you. And I put my, my hand just a little bit closer. And yep. then he kind of like, like. Just like lean away a little bit. He's like, I'm like, but his like head would tilt slightly. Yeah. It wasn't like he would like, and iguanas move fast when yes. they're scared. Like yeah. it's not. So I'm like, is he okay? <laughs> then I'm like, I just wanna, I wanna make sure your foot's okay. Can you like undo your foot for me just a little bit? And like, it and, actually... and he moved and like, I'm like, okay, the foot's okay. We know that he's like, because we wanted to get him to like a, a sanctuary, like a like a wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, place that could take care of him if he wasn't well but then I I mean he let me pick him up which is not something that happens happens here you no. don't get to pick up iguanas they yeah they do not appreciate nor usually they allow don't hang that. around they don't <laughs> hang around long enough in order for you to pick them up carried them over to the tree and they're definitely going to be a podcast episode on the boundaries of animals because <laughs> yes. over the holidays we had an we had a situation that just <coughs> blew Joe's mind <laughs> in the context of Larry. And yeah. it's funny, we've all been talking about it since. So I yeah. think it is a good episode. Um, yeah, But I definitely. do add, like, any, even when I'm talking to Larry, I'm like, hey, buds, I'm like, you know, we're going to do this right now. You know, like, and it seems, <laughs> the thing is, it, it seems to work because they can feel the energy of right. like, yeah. okay, like, I don't know what's going on here. They're hearing wah, 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 yeah, wah. But it's like... Charlie Brown's teacher, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems like she cares, though. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's clearly important because she's been talking at me for a while now. <laughs> <And> they're just... <laughs> yeah. <with their> heads. <laughs> 
so um so yeah and it was funny i didn't think about the heat thing either until i was telling somebody else about it later that day and, and he was like oh yeah he's probably cold he like, just needed a hug he just needed a hug he needed to hang out in the sun so we took him out of the sun and put him in the shade on a tree but i'm like but he moved up the tree so he's gonna he's gonna find some sun but i was like yeah there's too many and there are some cats here who are um uh in, enjoy chasing the other local wildlife shall we say uh, like, I don't want to leave you there buddy because I don't think you're going to make it if I do <laughs> I want to start a movement of giving Nicole iguanas hugs <laughs> yeah I'm not sure that's going to catch on <laughs> I mean maybe blow them with a hairdryer I'm not sure that hugs kind of well how do we know outside. if we're crossing their boundaries we I, won't know do you have a cordless hairdryer no I've got an extension cable <laughs> just walk around with it. <laughs> no, I didn't mean like out on the street. Oh, I meant in the backyard. I meant out on the street. I meant as like a general, like, let's make this a community thing. Like, I mean, you can get wireless leaf blowers. Why not cordless hair dryers? I mean. <laughs> what are those two doing now? Warming iguanas. And you know what? Our, Check, our, I mean, you know we're going to be checking Amazon later today. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I think we've gotten quite a name for ourselves down here within our friend group. Like, Nobody would really, they'd be like, yeah, oh, they're, they're just. Sounds about right. Yeah, they're <laughs> making sure the iguanas are warm. Okay. Yeah. Somebody here knits iguana sweaters. Oh, really? Yeah. Or they Aww. a couple of years ago I saw on the locals How pages. How do you get an iguana into a sweater? How do you get a cat into a cape? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what iguana treats are. So, I mean, training an iguana. Hmm. A wild iguana at that um, versus, hey, buddy, I have these treats I know that you like and you're not going to get them unless you get in the cape. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> One's a little easier than the other. True. Very true. <laughs> I'm going to have to think on that a little bit. Iguana training. Iguana. soon. <laughs> a new, a new spinoff from the universal needs. <laughs> Could you imagine a little iguana doing fist bumps? Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, Larry the cat does fist bumps. I don't think we've said that before. Have we? we mentioned that? How, 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 how I don't know how we've we not? not mentioned it, but if we haven't, if we said, it's certainly we haven't mentioned it for a while, but yeah, Larry does fist bumps. And high treats. fives now. And high, oh. And there's a difference. There's a true difference. He knows what the fist bump is and he knows what the high five is. Oh my God. It's the coolest cat. I mean, let's not get sucked into the Larry vortex today. I mean, we have another day planned for that. Actually, oh, we got to figure out how we're going to do that now that I'm not going to be here anymore. We'll figure it out. I mean, we'll find somewhere. It's not going to be an issue. <clears throat> we're going to end up doing one at your place, aren't we? <laughs> Anywho, none of this that's, is what we're we'll, talking we'll about today. We'll let you know yeah. about that one because that's another one. going to be worth the video to see. Oh, the, yes. Uh, <laughs> the uh, eclectic um, wonderland that I live in. <laughs> of accoutrement. <laughs> It's definitely um, us. <laughs> it's very random um, and a little extra at times. <laughs> fun and lots of Amazon boxes. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is not what we're talking about today. Today, we are doing episode number two in our conflict series. And um, we had, well, I had a situation with a client uh, a while back that um, kind of bought this. Uh, example to the fore um, but it's also something that we can see uh, we're actually going to kind of give you some examples of how this would work within our business relationship because I think a lot of times we think about these things and just think about them in terms of intimate relationships or relationships with family members but these these um, principles that we're teaching and sharing with you literally um, apply to 
any conflict in any dynamic. Um, <clears throat> and so um, basically what happened was um, I was speaking. Well, I'm going to jump in just sure. so you know. Um, we're going to talk about specifically today how to take the conflict out of some conversations. We had said the conflict series. Did, did I not say that? I don't believe so. No. <laughs> no, I don't think I did either. Thank you. You're welcome. That's the reason there's two of us. So that if one of us like totally fades out on something the other one can might go oh hold on you might want to tell them what we're talking about today we're going to talk about the ways this happens <clears throat> for what <laughs> yeah i mean i'm hoping that whatever you're listening on this is the title of the episode so you got a bit of a hint but still i mean it, it is helpful to have a little reminder this is what we're talking about today um thank you <laughs> So anyway, um, basically what happened was um, we had, I had an incident with a client um, a while back in which um, <clears throat> this person was saying that when, the, this, this is somebody who spent a lot of time at home, um, who didn't have, um, I don't know if they had a job at the time, they may have had a part-time job at the time, but they were home a lot of the time and they were um, um, not doing kind of full-time work. And, and, their, and their partner was doing yes. full-time and then some and... Yeah, exactly. Um, and, um, and so what was happening was, ooh, incoming. Welcome uh, to Key West. The flight path changed. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's two different flight paths onto the island. Yeah. One goes right over this house and one doesn't. Guess which one we're on today. <laughs> Wind's coming from the east. Right. <laughs> um, and so what was happening was that when um, this person's partner was coming home from their, from their, their day job, um, thought that they had a night job. <laughs> From their full-time job, what was happening was that, that they were saying, oh, like, what have you done today? Um, and this person was receiving this as an attack or as a criticism. They were getting triggered by the question. Um, and they were like, well, how do I how do I change the fact that that's, my, that's how I'm feeling when they're asking this question? Um, and obviously, obviously tone matters and, and like the energy that somebody is in matters. There's a big difference between like, what have you done today? And, uh, or like, what have you done today? Like, or like, like, what have you done today? Come on, like, you know what I mean? Or if there's something not done, like yes. walking in and being like- Looking at the dishes going, uh, what, what have, have you, you done, done today? today? <laughs> um, yeah. So there was a kind of pointed energy, but, but I think that even in a neutral energy, and this is the thing is that, um, is that sometimes that um, even some, like, because as we've talked about in previous episodes, where we've had, um, where we have a wounding over something or an unmet need around something, what can happen is, is that somebody else can come in and trigger something. And it's not about what's happening in that moment. It's either triggering something that we already feel, or it's triggering something that's happened in the past. And so what we end up with is reacting to how we're feeling about ourselves anyway, or to this thing that's happened in the past. It's got nothing to do with this person in front of us. So, so um, it was a really valid question. Um, and so obviously taking um, taking into consideration that we're assuming in this situation that the, the, the question is somewhat neutral in nature. Um, that it's not coming with a very pointed hello. It's more of a how was your day than yes. a... And I think that's the thing is the difference between, and there is a difference between how was your day and what did you do today? But I think if you're coming at it from that, oh, what did you do today? Like that, that's a very like, I'm just curious to find out like what your day entailed um, as opposed to what did you do today? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like there's so many, there's so many ways to say that right. sentence and it can what sound. What did you do today? Right, exactly. <laughs> I worked all day. What right. did you do? Yes. <laughs> what have you done today? Like, like depending on like. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's like uh, I remember there's this there's this thing that if you like emphasize different words I'm like what have you done today what, what did, have you done today <laughs> right. what have you done today like it totally changes the what the did kind you of, do today, today. yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's all these kind of different ways of saying it um but so we're kind of assuming that it's kind of more neutral in nature but it's still creating this feeling of kind of being criticized um in this situation so obviously <laughs> The overriding thing is meet your own needs. Let's that's gonna be up. because if it's triggering you, if you're feeling criticized or triggered in some way, it's triggering an unmet need in some way, shape, or form. So the first thing we'll say is if you are consistently meeting your own needs, then things are going to trigger you significantly less. Then it's not to say they're not gonna trigger you, but your the impact and the the extent of the trigger is gonna be much less than if your needs are not met. Um, so it's, we'll, we'll just start off with that. But there are really kind of three things that I suggested to this client. And I think these are things that are really helpful for people to bear in mind in this situation. Now, the thing about it is if your needs are well met and you're good in yourself in the sense that I think a lot of the reason that, um, that this question was being taken as a criticism was due to the circumstances, due to the situation, just due to the fact that this person wasn't working. Um, and so the, the, it was being interpreted as like, well, what did you contribute today? Like I've been out to work, but what the hell did you do kind of thing? Um, and now the thing about it is if your needs are met and you're feeling good about yourself, about what you've done today and what you're com- contributing in general. Um, I mean, if you are generally someone who is contributing a hell of a lot to the situ- to the, to the relationship, to the situation, to the household, whatever it is that's going on, um, then if someone comes in and you've had a day where you haven't really done that much, but most days you do a shit ton of stuff, then on having one day where you haven't done a lot, really not going to trigger much in you. What did you do? To, I mean, I kind of feel that now. It's like there are days, like there's a lot to do. We mm-hmm. have a business where we're literally trying to change the world. Like the work never ends, never yeah. ends. I could work 24-7 and still have more work to do. Oh, yeah. But that's not how we operate because no. that doesn't meet our needs. No. <laughs> and so there are some days where it's like, I got out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I did. Well, I'm actually going to go further than that. Like some days, Serena will be like, actually, I've just rested today. And I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. You took care of yourself so that you were in a space to be able to contribute more tomorrow or the day after or whenever it is that you next do something. Like if you are somebody who is like actually taking rest and nourishing yourself, as we know, is important. Like that is a valid and part of being, we've talked about it in a previous podcast, I'm sure about being quote unquote productive. That's a productive thing to do is to take care of yourself and your needs because you're building the resource with which you're going to do other stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing is, if you are not feeling like you are contributing, if you are feeling less than in some way, that's where that interpretation can come from. Well, and I want to just kind of point out, and it's not just contributing to in this situation, it's like the household, the family, Mm -hmm. the, the greater nest <laughs> whatever i don't know the greater but, nest i don't yeah. like, it I here, think, folks. Uh, i'm thinking it like post. like nesting i don't yeah, know I, I i got it i knew what you meant i mean it would yeah it was it was an interesting way of describing it but it, it worked the, the first word that came to my mind um <laughs> And the thing is, like, I can only speak from my own experience with this. Like, there's always something to do around the house. There's always something oh, to yeah. clean. There's something to cook. There's a list to be made or to be done. Right. All of the things. But if I know that I've done something for myself, whether it's resting, stretching, just like whatever it is, getting my to-do list done, if I'm meeting my own needs, I'm going to feel a lot like I'm going to feel like I'm doing something. Right. I'm contributing, maybe not to the whole household or the nest, but I'm contributing to myself and that's going to help me contribute later. Right. So I'm not going to get like... 
uh, triggered by it because yeah. it's like, oh no, I'm giving to myself today and that's okay because that allows me to then give to the whole. Well, I'm going to add to that and there's context to that because if you are somebody who spends all day every day giving to yourself and not contributing mm. to the household, then that's a different situation. If you're somebody who, as we talked about in the uh, mental labor episode, about like takes 100% responsibility for the household and it's like, yeah, I this is my place and I'm going to make sure that it is functioning and clean and tidy and all those sorts of things. Um, and then there is a day where I don't do that because I'm taking care of myself because I need to do that so that I have the capacity to next clean or tidy or whatever it is. Then it, like there's, there's, there's a lot of context here. There's a lot of nuance. But the thing about it is, is that a lot of the time that that feeling like a question like that feeling like an attack is because what's happening is that we are hearing it through the filter that we already have on ourselves. We already view ourselves as not contributing. We already view ourselves as um, as that we are not doing enough, maybe. Um, And so. The first thing is one to be make, making sure that we're meeting our own needs because that could just be a perception thing. It could be a, a well, we're viewing ourselves as not enough because we're in a society where we're bombarded by messages that we're not enough. And we could be doing a lot. We're just internalizing these messages in such a way that we're still viewing ourselves as not doing enough. So meeting our own needs, especially our value need is super important in this situation. It may be that deep down, you know, you're not contributing. And you're not contributing in a way that is equitable and fair to this situation. Um, and again, like it's okay if that's the case, as long as you're then going to do something about it and make sure that communicate about it, have a conversation about it. Um, so the thing about it is first things first is looking at yourself and making sure that it's that that you're you're good within yourself and that your needs are met. Because if you're not, if, if someone comes in, and we talked about this in a previous uh in the previous episode, if someone comes in to me and says, Oh, Clay, you don't know Jack about needs, I'm gonna be like, um, okay, depending on who you are, uh, most of the time I'm gonna be like, okay. Like, I'm not going to really engage because I don't need to prove to anybody what I know and what my value is. I already know it. And if if Serena came to me and said that, I'd be like, okay, tell me more. Like, say more about that. (laughs) Do do tell about news. (laughs) Genuinely, if she was somebody whose opinion I uh, I valued and I thought that they might have a perspective on this that I wasn't aware of, I'd be like, okay, tell me more about this. Like, I'm like, what am I not seeing? I would be curious about it. And then if Serena said something, I'm like, yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like, if I again know my value, I'm like, mm, yeah, it doesn't really resonate. Um, agree to disagree. Uh, <laughs> Not that I think that would probably happen at any point. I mean, that would be a very funny conversation. <laughs> for readers come to me and go, Clay, you don't know anything about needs. <laughs> like, okay. Um, we've been doing a podcast about this for over a year now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Could be fun. Um, so like, the key thing is, is like to make sure that, that you're dealing with any of those internal triggers that you have. Um, and that you are making sure that you are good within yourself. That that's the very that's the very first thing is that you're not taking something personally because it's landing on a trigger that's already there. And if there is a trigger that's already there, that is an indicator for you to do some healing around that thing. Uh, like you don't go you don't go oh there's a trigger there. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> but that a lot of people do right? that. A lot of people are like ooh. All right, let's keep going. And then if the same oh, trigger it's... gets hit, like I mean, with this client, it was like. Every single day, they let themselves get impacted, impacted, impacted without saying, doing, 
going in deeper. It was just like, okay, it happened again. Keep going. Okay, I feel this again. Well, and it's Keep like, they kind of go, oh, I'm going to take a slight step. Like, if I step to the side, I won't trigger that thing again. But they walk into the same trigger like three steps on. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, sidestep again. Let's see if we can go around it. And it's like, you can't get around it. Like, if you have a trigger, it's because there's been some kind of trauma, some kind of wounding that needs to be addressed. And there is a needs approach. And actually, that's one of the things I think we need to do a podcast episode on is like, if you have a trigger or a trauma um, from the past, how do you use your needs? needs as a as a method for starting to heal those um things and depending on whether it happened in adulthood or childhood is different um but ooh, random fly just <laughs> appeared under my face um but i think that would be a good episode to do so that so that is that's your indicator that you have some work to do um and that you want to do some healing around that thing for your own benefit because you don't want that to be being like if it's like um the way i describe triggers it's like a they're like landmines in a field and it's like, there's not, there's never just one of them. Like if you have it there, there's going to be them everywhere. And the thing about it is, it's like, it's bad enough where you're going, oh, okay, let's if I step to this side. Maybe I'll avoid that one. But you then step on another one. The issue is you got all the other people in your life traipsing through your field on a regular basis. So even if you don't step on them, chances are someone else is going to at some point. And the easiest way to do it is to dismantle them in order that they don't, they aren't there to be triggered anymore. And a lot of times with that, the kind of landmine um, analogy is that they're connected in some way. So mm-hmm. somebody steps on one and then all of a sudden reaction, like, boom, 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 boom. Yes. boom. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. So that's the first thing is that you want to be taking care of um, your needs and making sure that you're not taking something personally because of your internal stuff. The second thing to look at is if your needs are met and you're not taking it personally, you can look at this situation and go, did I fuck up? Like, actually, is is there something wrong with what I have done? Is this somebody, for example, like this using using this example, and we, we'll come to the example of Serena and I at the end, we'll, we'll tell you what the three things are, and then we'll come to like how this could apply in our business situation. But if this is somebody who does 90% of the housework and goes out to work full time and takes care of the kids and is doing all of the social um, and is doing all the mental labor in the house and does all the grocery shopping and the cooking and blah, 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 blah. And I haven't done anything today, not for any reason, not because I'm sick, not because I'm taking a mental health day, but every other day I do contribute. Like I haven't been contributing on the regular mm-hmm. And I've, again, not contributed today with no real good reason for it. If at that point, if there is something that I, you can look at yourself and go, well, was there something that I should have done, but didn't? And I can own that and apologize and make amends and go back to, um, I think it's episode 16, which is part of our apology series, which is like the steps of an apology to go through. Um, um, And then make the amends and make the changes so that the, the situation doesn't happen again in the future. So the thing, first thing is, is to deal with your internal triggers. The second thing is, once you're not personally triggered by what's going on, actually you can look at the situation and go, oh shit, yeah, my bad. I I said I was going to do this today and I didn't. Or um, I've I, not... I can see there's a dish, a sink full of dishes and there <clears throat> there was a sink when you left and there's a sink when you got back and I can see why that would be And there's a pile of laundry to do and, and I haven't and I haven't and I've been sat on the couch watching TV all day. Mm-hmm. Um or I've been sat doing something that is for me but not for you or the benefit of our And again nothing wrong with doing stuff for yourself if we are um 
we're going to do at some point we're going to do a relationship series and um just to kind of give a kind of immediate um overview of one of the thing principles that we take when we come to the relationship staff is that when it comes to relationships whether it is intimate relationships family relationships friendships work relationships there are three entities always there's like the um the two individuals who are um in relationship and the relationship is a third entity now we don't talk about each person being responsible for the other person's needs that's a very um toxic view of relationship where it's like oh you have to meet my needs and I have to meet your needs and that causes a lot of problems in relationship um lot of problems in relationship mm -hmm. but actually both people are responsible for meeting the needs of the relationship and the needs of the one of the needs of the relationship is reciprocity like that we're both putting effort in and we're both receiving from the relationship as well uh, as well like with that that kind of two-way flow so if I haven't taken responsibility for this thing that is part of our relationship which is keeping the house livable <laughs> um and it's something you do all the time and I said I would do something and I didn't or I've just taken care of myself today and I've done that every day for the last three years um and you've been doing all this other stuff which isn't about you it's about the relationship stuff it's about the house stuff and what have you that that's the point at which you can go not from a personal place of like and it's really important in this in when when you realize that you've screwed up you're probably going to have some feelings about it Let's be honest. Um, and when you have some feelings, it's okay to feel something about it. Like go back to the guilt and shame series. That guilt mechanism is our humanity going, oh shit, I've done something that has harmed somebody else and I feel bad about it. That's how it's meant to work because you the, that internal feeling is your motivation to not do it again, to change, to make sure that that doesn't happen at uh, the same time. Now, in this situation, it's very, it, it can be very easy to get so focused on feeling bad about yourself and bad about what you've done that you go into this internal shame spiral. And what it ends up doing is it ends up meaning the other person has to, who has been impacted by your actions, then has to help you because you're feeling bad about the fact that you've impacted them. So it actually impacts them further. So it's really important in this situation to go, okay, I'm feeling a kind of way about it. it. I need to go and process that by myself. But in this interaction with this person, I need to focus on them. And I need to focus on how did I impact them? What can I do to, uh, act to, uh, um, act to uh, avoid further harm? What can I do to address the situation? What can I do to make amends? What can I do to ensure that I'm making change so that um, to avoid it happening again in the future? Um, but this is about them because you're making amends for the impact that you've had on them. If you make it all about yourself, and, I, and, and I've seen this in so many, I've seen this in so many couples dynamics when I worked as a relationship specialist, where one person screws up and they're like, oh my God, I'm so terrible. I'm such a bad person. Why would anyone like me? And, I, and, it, and they go in and in and in and in. But it actually, it's it's serving to centered themselves mm -hmm. in what's going on. It's, it's almost like weaponizing the situation, isn't it? it? it well, it's... Yes, but no, I mean, the one thing I will say about it is that it, it's subconsciously making themselves the victim. Well, they're they're kind of the victim of their own behavior. Mm -hmm. um, but what they're doing is they're centering themselves in the situation. So this situation, which is supposed to be about the other person, I think the one thing I would say about, I mean, you are right. The challenge with using that word sometimes is that that People think that's an intentional thing. And often it's not. It's a subconscious thing. It's not something that we do intentionally. Um, but I don't want people to go, well, I don't do that because 
they think it's an the, intentional the, 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 thing. The trigger, the trigger of the word weaponization. Yes. It's like, well, that's 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 <clears throat> bad, and it's like, well, and, and then they're to go, oh, is that what I'm doing? Oh no, that's me. I'm terrible. Blah blah. blah. And you end up in the same <laughs> the situation same again, <laughs> where it's like actually. It's okay to feel bad about it. But there, again, there's a difference between I did something bad. Here's how I can do something to address it. Episode 16 will give you the step-by-step on how to do that. And I am bad. There is something wrong with me. And that's often what's happening is you're getting into that shame spiral. So go back and listen to the guilt shame series when you're kind of thinking about this. Because um, <coughs> excuse me, it's very um, important to recognize the difference between the two. And in that situation to go, I fucked up. Okay. I'm going to go and I feel bad about that, but I need to process that for myself. Either I'm going to go and journal about it or I'm going to go like feel into how I'm feeling. I'm going to go talk about how I feel. Like if I screw up with somebody else, I'll go to Serena and talk to her about what's happened. I'll be like, God, I feel terrible. Like this happened, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to do that with the person who I've impacted because that then puts more on that person to deal with me processing how I feel about the fact that I've impacted them. And if they're not in a great place, then they're <clears> going <throat> to take it on. And it's like, oh gosh, I made them feel bad for calling them out on what they did to impact me. And then... And and that's and again, that's one of those, I made them feel that. No, that is the consequence of their actions. Like there are things mm. that you can do if you negatively impact somebody else. Yes, you have caused um, the feelings they've had of having their negative, uh, their needs negatively impacted. If you've held someone accountable for what they've done, that is not you have made them feel that. That is they are feeling the consequences of their choices and their actions. Massive distinction and very important Big one. Big difference. I actually think you should say that one more time because I feel like that's something, until I learned the needs and all mm-hmm. of that, it never really... Yeah, it never really sunk in. It's something from a surface level. I think everybody hears it and they're like, oh yeah, but it's like... Take a moment to really listen to what she's saying because there is a huge difference Just between to the what two. She said, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, no pressure. Basically, what I'm saying is, um, when somebody, if you have negatively impacted somebody else's needs, then yes, you are responsible for the fact that there has been a negative impact to their needs, and this they're probably going to be feeling a, a kind of way about that. Like, so for example, it's very, there's a lot of the people out there. It's like, oh, you can't make somebody feel something. Well, if I punch Serena in the face, I'm pretty sure she's going to feel something. I can't guarantee what she's going to feel, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure she's going to feel something. I mean, let's be honest. Um, it, that, that And that would be on me. I would be the cause of that behavior, that, that, that behavior, that feeling, whatever mm-hmm. that feeling is. So there's a difference between I have negatively impacted somebody and, it, and they go back to the cell. Ooh hit the pop screen again um go back to, I get very excited about this like the hands start fla- flailing as I'm talking um go back to the self first series with the episode um on the difference between um negatively impacting somebody and just stop uh, just not meeting needs that were never your responsibility in the first place that we the, there's there's more depth in that that will help to kind of help this to become a little bit clearer so there's a difference between that and holding somebody accountable for when they have negatively impacted either you or somebody else then how they are feeling is a consequence of their actions and choices. It is not your responsibility how they are feeling. Um, And to avoid that would be to prioritize their feelings over the feelings of the person that's been impacted. Not okay. And not self first. And not self first. (laughs) Nothing about that is self first. Um, So it's really important to, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to rewind back to where I was. So like, where was I in this? Um, so yeah, so the thing is, is that you you want to recognize that um, if you fucked up, 
which we do at times. Mm -hmm. Everybody does it. I do it. Serena mm -hmm. does it. Like we both have situations where we do this on a regular mm -hmm. basis. Um, we are human, as yes. are you. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> it's Spoiler how, alert. It's how you deal with those fuck ups that makes the, the Absolutely. big difference. <laughs> and that's the thing is that a lot of the time people think that not screwing up is the thing that makes you a good person. It's, it's how it's you possible. deal. It's no, not it's not possible. It's hu you're human. It's how you deal with the screw ups that shows the quality of character that you have. Um, and so the most important thing is to figure out what are you going to do when you screw up? Because mm -hmm. it's not if, it's when. Um, and we need to do a podcast on that as well because I think that's really important. Have we not? <laughs> I don't think we have like not an explicit one on like it's not if it's when you screw up it's how you do it that builds your character so like, like the first most important thing is like what am I going to do when I screw up because it's when mm -hmm. um and if you know what you're going to do when you screw up that's the thing is if you don't know what to do that's when you get caught in this kind of freeze and you um and you like deer in headlights and your emotions are up so you're trying to make like a, a, a decision about what to do from a highly charged, um, triggered state mm -hmm. because your needs around value are probably going to come up and like insecurity and like love, love connections. Like, oh God, this relationship might go and like, what am I going to do? And like, and at that place, you're not going to make good choices. And a good thing to remember, like we've mentioned the apology blueprint in many, <coughs> many, many episodes yeah. and in this one, we'll, um, I think we can link it in in the show notes, can't we? The actual blueprint. Um, no, I'm not going to link it in the show notes. I, I would say to people to go back to episode 16. It is in those show notes. I don't want to end up putting... Just because if at any point we decide we want to change it or update it, I don't want it in there multiple times. So back to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll link you back there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> something that has helped me greatly is just knowing the seven steps to the apology. Right. Because no matter when I fuck up, it's like, all right, I need to make sure that I'm not doing further harm I need to do like the steps work for for any fuck up really right yes like, they do and, and it's a sometimes they're a little bit more it it makes a little bit more targeted sense it's like okay boom 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 and sometimes it's the principles right. of the seven steps where it's like okay I've fucked up I'm not going to do anything that's going to further this okay let me make amends and you right. know you go through those those steps so knowing knowing that right off the back is going to help yeah help you uh human and adult a little bit easier <laughs> and even down to like we well, we've we've literally sent customer services representatives to that thing like you want to know how to address a fuck up with a customer mm -hmm. here are the steps to do it it's the same if you're doing it in business as mm -hmm. it is when you're doing it in, in personal relationships like this just, is a legit we, thing we just sent this <clears throat> to a global company and was like yeah. normally we charge for this but you really need this you really help. need this like <laughs> More importantly, I need you to know this because this is what you need to do to address this situation with me. Like, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a funny email. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a podcast episode on that. So the thing about it is, is that if you are at that point where it's like, okay, you've dealt with your internal stuff. Hold on. I screwed up. In that I screwed up, you can then focus on the other part. If you have screwed up, it, as Serena said, you have those seven steps there. Okay. Am I making any further harm at this moment? Probably not right in this moment in time. However, I will say that a lot of the time, how people respond to a screw up causes further harm. Mm -hmm. It's not the thing they were doing originally that causes the further. It's not like, oh, well, I'm, 
I don't know why. I've, I've, I really apologize. Punch me in the face no, again, I was going to no. hit you over the head with something. Like <laughs> if I'm like hitting her over the head with something, like acting to avert further harm is I stop hitting her over the head. Mm-hmm. I really apologize. I'm not. No, I don't know. Like <laughs> she's usually not a physical person. No, like I'm not. That. I'm really not at all. I'm like, oh, in fairness, in my head, I had a pool noodle in my head. It wasn't anything like hard. I was like, I'm like <laughs> not, not that that makes four. it okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm just trying um, to. I'm just trying to annoy you, not harm you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Yes. Let's not do that. But if in that situation, what I'm doing is like, okay, to stop harming somebody is I, uh, uh, let's use a slightly different example. So if I'm, sh- if I'm, ex- if I'm meeting my anger, my uh, emotionally experience and expression need for processing my anger by shouting at Serena, avoiding further harm is I stop shouting at her. Now, the interesting thing is, is that how people deal with this, and we need to do a podcast episode on this, I'm, I'm realizing this as I'm saying it, we haven't been explicit about this in the apology series, which is that acting to avoid, for, avert further harm is not just stopping the thing that was causing harm in the first place, it's don't make any further harm. <laughs> like so often how people respond to a screw up makes it worse. Oh, get Joe a shovel and a bucket. <laughs> Oh God, a bucket? I mean, he's going to need a freaking, like, what do they call those? Like um, a backhoe? A what? A backhoe? What's one of those? That's like one of the big machineries that digs the holes. Oh no, I was, I was talking about, I was thinking about like a skip, like, like as opposed to a bucket. A bucket. <laughs> we always say it because the, <clears throat> my dear Joe, um, we, sometimes, we do really love him. Sometimes he just keeps talking. And it just keeps like, it's like people will be in these conversations and I'm so used to it at this point. And it's not, it's not necessarily in like the heat of like a big thing, but sometimes those kind of little nuancey niggly things where it's yeah. like, just stop talking. And people are like, is he still going? Is he still? <laughs> like, like, stop, stop, stop. Oh God, did stop. he just respond? <laughs> like, yeah, no, oh, no. Shh, 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 shh. And, and this isn't in like, in these situations that I'm talking about now are not like, like big, big argument, arguments complex, or yeah. anything like that. It's just like, but it's, it's those the same thing where it's like, oh, just stop. Well, and, and and again, it's coming because he actually in those situations, normally it's because he genuinely wants to understand. Mm-hmm. But how he's approaching that understanding is kind of making the situation worse. <laughs> and you're like, like, and if I, if my needs weren't well taken care yeah. of, it would be like, douche, douche, <laughs> douche, just impact after impact. And I'm kind of like, Ugh, okay. okay. And not that. Not that I really should have to do that, but it is, yeah. it's part of the dynamic and he's gotten, I mean, he doesn't carry a shovel and bucket with him everywhere now. Like, <laughs> true. It's very true. But very like, true. It, and it's those things, it's like, okay, this was, this, this was a little bit like, all right, what the fuck? And now it's like, dude, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, just, just stop. And there are times I'm just like, right. Shh. Well, and it's like, if you imagine like a customer service um, situation where if, if you, like, I mean, and I've, I mean, people have had these customer service situations where they're like, hey, so there's this thing and it, that this went wrong or what have you. And the person's like, what the fuck do you expect me to do about it? Like mm-hmm. that, how that response is. And actually we, we talked about this in, like, it's a, obviously not quite as extreme an example, where we talked about, I can't remember what episode it was, um, where uh, with Serena's um, scorpion in the hotel room when mm-hmm. on her honeymoon, uh, on her honeymoon. I'm like how that complaint was was responded to caused further harm mm-hmm. because it appeared to devalue to invalidate um and and so it's like the the act of further harm is like yeah stop doing the thing you were doing in the in the first place 
but don't keep fucking up. Yeah, like, don't do anything new. Don't either. do anything new to make it worse. Don't double down. Like this happens so frequently mm-hmm. where people like they're they're called out for doing something, and because they're like they're 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 in the defensive mode because their needs have been triggered, their unmet needs that were already unmet anyway got triggered. They end up doubling down, and you're like, oh no, like yeah, you were you were you screwed up to begin with, but now it's so much worse. Like just stop, like. <laughs> Just stop. Like all it takes a lot of the time is you to go, oh my God, my bad. Absolutely. I can totally see this is what I did. Um, and and I'm I'm so sorry. I'm gonna do this right now. I'm gonna do this to make amends and I'm here's I'm gonna make sure this doesn't happen in the future by doing this, this, and this. Like it's super easy. Or just like, stopping and being like, Wow, yes, yes, I see what I did. I need a moment to yeah, just kind of think it, figure out. A lot of times, like when we get into that mode, like that like uh, Claire said, the defensive wall comes up and we're like ready to go. But and that defensive wall comes up because it's trying to protect the unmet needs. Mm-hmm. The unmet needs are triggered and that defensive response is I'm trying to I'm trying to prevent myself from being wounded any further. A lot of that wounding is your own shit. Got nothing to do with the other person. But that defensive reaction is an indicator your needs are unmet. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So going back to what we talked about in the previous episode, that's where you're like the second you notice that defensive piece coming in, hold on a second. What needs a trigger of mine right now? How do I meet those needs? And then take the time because you might need some time mm-hmm. to figure out what exactly did I do wrong here? How am I going to address it? How am I going to make amends? How am I going to make sure this doesn't happen again in the future? You don't like... I think that sometimes I forget that it takes people longer to do that because I've been doing this for so long now. <laughs> for me, it's like ding, 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 ding. Like, and most of the time it's immediately obvious. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and do this. Like, and that's on me because I've just, it's part of the challenge when you've done the needs work for as long as I have. Sometimes you forget things that people, other people don't know mm-hmm. because it's such a part of your day-to-day life. Um, and Serena's absolutely right. Like, there are times when it's like, okay, I know I've screwed up. I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry I've screwed up. I need to take a minute because I want to figure out how to make this right. And sometimes like in a customer service thing, something I used to do being in customer service almost my entire Mm -hmm. life is I'd be like, all right, I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to go into the other room and, you know, I'm going to figure this out or I'm going to, you know, like in actually removing yourself from the situation and being like, all right, just give me a minute to figure this out. Like, you know, first apologize, make sure you're not doing anything, but it's okay to pause. It's okay to walk away, but make sure you're communicating what's going on. Because the worst thing is when somebody is like, you get in you know, you've been impacted and then the person just kind of looks at you and like turns around (laughs) without saying anything. It's like... And the important thing in that, both in a customer service situation and also in a um, interpersonal one as well, is let them know when you're coming back. Mm -hmm. Say, I'll be back within five minutes. And if you're not resolved in five minutes, you can come back in five minutes and go, I'm I'm like, I'm working through it. I think I'm nearly at a solution. I'm going to need another five minutes in order to do that. I'll be back in five minutes. Like, let somebody know how long... Because if somebody's like impacted by what's been going on and they've got no clue how long it's going to take to create a resolution that can amplify the situation so let someone know and say that I'll check in with you in again or like so like I'll 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 email you within 24 hours mm-hmm. um, with a response or I will get back to you by um, this date by this or... day or whatever. Like let someone know because it means that they know it manages expectations mm-hmm. and managing expectations is a great way of ensuring you're not going to that that whole act to avert further harm. The 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 unknown is what 
triggers often the security need and that can cause further harm if like someone's like I don't know whether I'm going to hear back in two minutes two hours two days two weeks or two months or maybe two years who knows I mean some customer service is really bad um I've I've had some doozies in it like we've both had some doozies in our time like it would be so easy to make this just a customer service podcast like we have so many stories to tell I think we'd scare a lot of companies because we have no problem being like this is this is how you like yeah how to how to receive good customer service we did a podcast yeah. on it's like we teach this here you here you go like you want to you want to do this right for my for me and for your further customers yeah. here you go yeah, we're happy to help people give better customer service like we have no issue with that but um yeah it it, it Communicating, (laughs) communicating, communicating, and communication, like normally over communication rather than under communication. Mm -hmm. Like um, there's, it's, it's unlikely you're going to get into an over communication thing where it's like, okay, this is not, and you can communicate that and be like, okay, this is a little bit much. I don't need quite this much information, but overall, most people under communicate. Mm -hmm. So over communicating is definitely with the tendency you want to lean on. So if you did the, oh, screw Oh, 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 screw. <laughs> oh, shit. I screwed up was where I was going with that. Um, as you go, okay. And you work your way through the apology blueprint. Episode number 16. Um, now, the third thing, third option in this situation is if there's nothing being triggered within you and there is because you've dealt with your internal triggers, but it seems like there's still something a little bit off about the situation and you've looked at it and you've gone, Actually, I don't think I've done anything to, like, I don't think I've done anything wrong in this situation. And also you can ask in that situation, be like, it feels like maybe I've, like, there's something you're not happy about right now. And I can't see what that is. Are you willing to share it with me? Like, is there something you want to let me know about? Because then again, if someone lets you know, you can be like, oh, shit. Yes, totally get it. I screwed up, blah, blah, blah. Third option. The third option is that, in that situation, if the other person seems to be a little off or have some energy about them that doesn't seem great, you can then start to have compassion for them and say, well, maybe this is happening because of her unmet needs. And then you can be like, like, is everything okay? Like, um, is there anything I can do to support you right now? Is there anything you need at the moment? Like, can I help with... Um, like maybe it's her you've decided ahead of time that she makes dinner every night like would it help if I made dinner tonight like uh, we talked about yes in the uh, mental labor episode about like it's okay if you decide if you split your tasks of the relationship you'd be like okay is this something normally you do but would, would it help if I did this tonight like you can then start to come with compassion because sometimes the reason that people have that slightly off um tone in what they're saying is because of their own unmet needs but we get so defensive about the fact that we feel criticized or we feel judged we feel blah 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 because of our own unmet needs that are getting triggered by that that it prevents us from reaching out and checking in and being like is everything okay like you seem like something seems a little bit off right now I can't tell exactly what it is or you seem a little upset or a little frustrated or um or I can I feel like there's some emotion there but I can't quite name what it is um is everything okay right now? Like, did something happen at work? Have you got, is there stuff going on? Do you want to talk to me about it? Like coming at it from that compassionate standpoint, because I'm going to tell you, there have been times where I might have been short with somebody because I've got stuff going on. And then someone comes up to me that and I'm like, 
Actually, yes, stop going on. And it's got nothing to do with the other person. They've mm-hmm. just got their own stuff going on. And you can then offer support in that situation. And again, because if you've taken care of your needs and your needs are well met, you have the resources to support and help the other person in that situation. And that is so appreciated. It makes Mm -hmm. such a difference, especially when someone kind of realizes, oh shit, I was just a bit short with them. But they've come to me with kindness Mm -hmm. and offering support. Yeah. Huge. I mean, I can give you an example of like, Dishes always comes to mind when it comes to this kind of stuff for whatever reason. Um, And I think it's because it's something that Joe and I have, like, throughout our relationship, we both fucking hate doing dishes. Like, (laughs) we hate it. Both of us, us, like, if, if we weren't so conscious about, like our impact in our uh, footprint in the world, like disposable, I mean, just throw it all fucking out. (laughs) Um, But there'll be days where I've had a lot going on at work and I've had a really busy day and I'm jam packed and it's like, go, go, go. And I can't wait to get home and I get home and he's been working or doing whatever or doing nothing, whatever it may be. And I see the dishes and I walk in and it's like, I'm not mad at him. I'm not like, there's nothing there. I'm triggered by the dish. Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing else except oh, there's something else that needs to be done. Like, right. it's not that it's his responsibility or my responsibility or Larry's responsibility. It doesn't matter whose responsibility is. It's- now, that would be a cool trick, getting Larry to do the di- I mean, your fist bumps and your high fives are all very well, but get him to do the dishes. That's That would be the real trick. <laughs> the, pot, the potties first. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, we're going to train him how to use the toilet. Well, you know how that one goes. Um but like sometimes it's just the fact it's like, oh, there's another thing that needs to be done in my world. Mm-hmm. And and that's the trigger. And then him coming to me be like, okay, you seem really put off. Are you mad at me that I didn't do the dishes? No. All right. Well, if you're not mad at me that I didn't do the dishes, but you're obviously triggered by the dishes. And then asking, you know, is everything okay? It's just, I've just had a really long day at work and this was just one more thing and it's, you know, I'm fine. I just needed to kind of process it. Mm-hmm. It can't, like I processed it. Need to clear it. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was talking to the dish, but I can see where that came yeah. across that I was talking <laughs> to you about it. Like, and those just, those little, that little bit of a change and that little questioning makes yeah. it so it's not like this whole big triggering event that, never had anything to do with either of us. It's just where I happen to be at in the day. Right. And I think that sometimes it can be like, it's not even that there's something triggered in that moment. It's not even something in the environment. It's just someone's overwhelmed and somebody asks them like a perfectly neutral question or says something to them. And there's this like short response. (laughs) Do you want a coffee? Well, yeah, I want a fucking coffee. (laughs) What the fuck do you think? (laughs) Do you know me at all? I know I've said something like that to Joe at one point, like just kind of like trying to be funny, sarcastic, but either I wasn't in a really good place or he He wasn't wasn't in a really really good good place place. in something like, yeah, obviously I want a coffee, (laughs) but like trying to be funny in that, like if somebody is in a not great place, even that can kind of create like that kind of conflict and that little bite. And what's funny to people in different situations, like depending on where they're at, anything that adds any other tension to the space, um, it's potentially going to trigger something. Um, like, and I'm like, uh, it can be like, you could just walk, walk into the room. I mean, I remember there was a, um, I remember an incident that I actually talk about in the program where I would, there was this one day, one day, like, I'm sure this has happened more than once, but there was this one day in particular that I remember, like I was 
irritated. I was irritated with everyone and everything. And I was irritated with me for being irritated. Like I, everything was irritating me. <laughs> you know, it's a good day when you irritate yourself. Like I'm yeah. annoying myself. And the person I was with wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, and this wasn't where, I mean, in that situation, what would have been great in that situation would have been for the person I was with to be like, hey, are you okay? Like, is everything okay? Like, do you like, do you need anything right do you need to take a break right now or do you need some rest? and I had so much to do I had work to do like I had a lot lot to do luckily I was able to do this for myself in that situation because I didn't have that kind of support back then um where I was able to go actually what's going on right now I'm exhausted that's what I need to go and sleep um and even though I had a huge amount of work to do I went and I rested and when I was rested no longer was I irritated anymore and it wasn't like anyone had done anything anything was going on I was just irritated and I was irritated because my needs were unmet wasn't even because someone had done something wrong I was just tired and when I was tired I ended up being irritated with everyone and everything, um, including myself. Um, so it's like, it, you, it's not even that there's an, it, there's a trigger or an incident. Like if your needs are unmet, sometimes that you can just, you'll be like short or you'll be frustrated or like some people cry for no reason, like quote unquote, no reason that the reason is their needs are unmet. Like they're exhausted or they've got other things that are going on. So it's in those moments where if there's something that feels slightly off, you can kind of check in and be like, hey, like, can I, like, are you okay? Is is there anything going on? Do you want to talk to me about anything? Is there like, could I help you in any, like, so can I support you in any way? Is there anything I can do? And having somebody in that space makes all the difference. And it's nice to know that somebody knows you well enough to be right. like, oh, they're off. For whatever the reason might be, and Claire and I do this consistently. If one yeah. of us is off, be like, everything okay and we'll kind of go through that process and sometimes it's like yeah I'm just I'm in it or like but we may not engage after that point if it doesn't serve us to do so but just having somebody check in and be like all right like that it it, that's supportive that's supportive and it doesn't have to go it doesn't have to be a big long like heartfelt conversation and I think a lot of times people kind of get into that and it's like I don't have the capacity to really 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 be there but like just check in and then you can check in and then determine your capacity from there and that's something that I learned it's like I don't have the capacity I'm not going to even check in but if I was to check in if something was going on with Claire and she's like all of this blah, blah 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 and it's like I could stop her and be like I want to be here for you right now. This, like, I can't do it talking or like, mm-hmm. can I give you a hug? And you can offer and figure out a way that's supportive for both of you right. in this situation. Yeah. Because I think, like, I'm not sure if that happened to you before kind of the lifestyle that we lead now, but yeah. it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <clears throat> step into those places because I'm like, oh, what am I going to get myself into? Right. And then I'd leave my friend there unsupported, just kind right. of floating around where yeah. just acknowledging it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's like look at um, like a, examples of how this might show up within the context of our working relationship. So <coughs> one of the things that I think that... Um, like, You're going to punch me in the face again? I'm not going to punch you <laughs> in the face again. I promise. It's only ever metaphorical. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what... In my, I'm like, I'm trying to remember there's something like... Oh, there was a TV show or something... Oh, it was um, 
uh, we were watching um, uh, Sherlock over, um, I, I have this thing that most years between Christmas and New Year, I watch at least a few episodes of Sherlock. It's one of my favourite shows. Um, and there's this point in it where um, they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to get into someone's house and Sherlock turns around to Watson and says, punch me in the face. Um, and he was like, what? He was like, he's like, did you not hear me? I said, he punched me in the face. He's like, I always hear punch me in the face when you're speaking, but it's normally subtext. <laughs> That's all I could hear in my head. Like, like I was like, that's what I could see in my head as we're having this conversation. Like, no, only ever metaphorical. <laughs> only ever to illustrate a point. Um, so, um, yeah, so looking at some of the examples um, of how this could show up with us. So, for example, um, the, the, the first, uh, the, the first ver- element of this is, <clears throat> so, for example, as Serena shared in a previous podcast episode, um, there have been times where like social media is not her thing, where um, she hasn't been as active in our social media community as <clears throat> she believes would have been equitable for our working relationship. True? True. Um, and um, so if I'd said to her, like, what have you done in the social media group today? Like that probably is going to land on her already feeling like she's not doing enough. So that's her stuff about what she's feeling about like not, and it may, and there was a probably a point within our working relationship. It's definitely not present now, but I think there was definitely a point early on where you didn't feel like you were doing enough for the business because you probably didn't know what to do. And also you were working another job and I was Mm -hmm. doing a lot by myself. So I think if I'd said that, it would have triggered some stuff within you. Oh, definitely. Um, like, even now when you say it, because I'm still, I still don't love social media. So it's, it's, it's always kind of a challenge really? for me. <laughs> Shocker. That's news. Right? <laughs> um, so it's still challenging. And even when you said it there, like then we're just giving an example. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, but where before it would have been like a hard, like, ow. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, like, you're right. And we've, because we've talked about this, it's like, yeah. okay, I may not be a rock star here, but let me do this to try and kind of figure out the equity in it. But it's still like, it still kind of is like a, okay, because I know, mm-hmm. I know that it's, it's, and, it's my stuff. <laughs> and I think because it's not something that we've ever said you're not meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. That's the reason. It's not like we've said, okay, Claire's doing this, Serena's doing that. And I think it's because therefore it's something you felt like you haven't really been doing Mm -hmm. quote unquote enough of because it still technically sits on your plate. I don't expect, I don't expect her to do as much because I know her. Um, (laughs) Not because we've had an explicit conversation about it. However, what I'm saying, like going on to step number two, there have been times where, and this is the interesting thing about this, is that once you get into this kind of dynamic with the people around you, is that there have been times where I've kind of called Serena out on the social media stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm like, uh, hello, it feels like it's just me. Rightfully so. I haven't Um, seen a post in a month or so. Yeah, that Facebook still exists? Yeah. Are you sure? sure? Check on that. Check on that one and get back to me. So in that situation, Serena will be like, oh, I fucked up. Yes, here's what I'm going to do, blah, 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 blah. And there are times when I don't need to say anything and Serena will come to me and be like, hey, I know I fucked up. Like I haven't been doing anything in the social media group. Just want you to know I'm aware of it. I'm not like, I'm, aw- I'm, I'm like, I've been sick. I'm overwhelmed. I've had stuff going on. I haven't had the capacity to do it. Let's 
talk about it and figure out how we can like make this more equitable again. So like the core thing is, is that you can actually use your knowledge of this to be proactive, Mm -hmm. to not wait for it to cause a conflict, not wait for the person being impacted to come to you. To Um, reach the point of needing to come to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then there have been times, and looking at the third third option, um, there were times during the visa process where I got incredibly short not going to lie. It was very stressful, mm-hmm. not an excuse. My needs were being consistently impacted because of the time frame we had and the amount we had to do. And just this, and like you look at needs in that foundation function, it's literally where I live and it's literally where my business, like we're wanting to run the business. So like foundation function, it's like a big hit as far as that's concerned. Security, like me knowing where I'm going to live and where I'm going to be and all that sort of stuff. Love and connection, my business partner's here. I've got lots of like friends here. Like this is a community I feel very much a part of. You go into like emotional experience expression, like value need, like are they valuing me appropriately? Yes, now they have, thank goodness. Um, But like, were they going to? At one point, didn't know. Personal power. I didn't feel like I had any power in that situation other than what I was doing in terms of the, 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 what I was physically able to put into that thing. So my needs were being like hit, 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 hit with this visa stuff, which meant that over the slightest things at times, I got remarkably short. And there was a point at which bless her I mean Serena handled it amazingly but like at one point she came to me she was like I'm trying really hard not to impact you but it seems like you're trying not to impact you I'm impacting you and I don't know what to do anymore like like it was mm-hmm. like and it was like and she was and she came to me like with compassion like I like I know how much stress you're under right now what can I do to help like how can I and at that point I'm like I don't want you to feel like that like so like both of us were in like a puddle of tears like I don't want you to feel like this is nothing to do with you this is all about the views like but i mean it it was yeah we had a couple of those especially during i mean the visa process definitely was exceptional in lots of ways Uh (laughs) yeah that was that was life lessons 101 Mm. and i remember there was one time another situation in the midst of it i was like are you mad at me like (laughs) and she was like no no this is what happened and like and we just talked about it right there in that moment but it was me like if I had if I hadn't said are you mad at me she had no clue no well she had very little awareness of the tone and the quickness or or any of it and I was like if I hadn't said that I would have created a story in Mm -hmm. my mind but in that moment I was like okay well a if she's mad at me, I want to know that so that we can clear this and deal right. with it. If she's not mad at me, she needs my support because right. it comes off that she's fucking pissed right now <laughs> over something. Oh, I was pissed with the world at various yes. points in, in this process. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't directly no. at me. And it was, there was. A... And actually further than that, like I was so grateful to Serena. Like Serena was supporting me like, like no other person on the planet not because other people on the planet didn't want to support me they didn't know how to like but she was by my side in the trenches with me every single day so not only was I not mad with her I was amazingly grateful to her but because of everything all of my unmet needs at that point in time how I was communicating made it seem like I was mad at her so of course I wanted to address that too because that's the last thing I'd want like because I wouldn't want her to think that not only am I not not grateful but I'm mad at you like right now I'm like oh my god no I don't know I don't honestly don't believe I would have done it without her and I've said this to her on numerous occasions like I don't think I would have my visa approved 
if it weren't for the woman sat next to me right now. Like we did this together. This was a team effort start to finish. So the thought that she thought I was mad at her when she was the only thing like keeping me afloat through that process, that was something that horrified me. And I was so glad, glad that she brought it up. And I knew she wasn't. I knew she yeah. wasn't mad at me. <clears throat> like I... I could have taken a step back and been like, no, I know. And I did that a lot during that process. Mm. Kind of like the first example that Claire said, it's like trying not to impact you. And by not impacting you, I'm impacting you. So right. I'm kind of like, <laughs> should oh, I just help. sit here and yeah, wait for do instruction? I, yeah. Like, Do I step out? But I don't want to step out because I want you to feel sported and like. Right. Yeah. And it's. it. Yeah. It was intense. You need to, you need to address the things when they come yeah. up. And that's. A lot of the conflict that comes into conversations, it starts compounding because during the visa situation, if we ignored one part of it, oh wow, and then another, and then another, it was like, oh, I know where she's at. Oh, I know where she's at. Oh, I know where she's at. Like if we were, if we were being completely understanding without going through that, you know, kind of acknowledgement and the emotional experience and expression of our own. Well, and the thing about it is in that situation, you can be understanding of where somebody else is at, but you still have to process how you feel mm -hmm. about it. And it's like, if that's not enough to process, like if you need to process it with like sometimes, like there have been times on both of our sides where one or other of us have been going through and the other one's like, I know where she's at. I know that's not what this is going on. Mm -hmm. I'll go away and process how I feel about it. And there's actually nothing to resolve because I know this is just part of what's going on right now. And there have been times in those same situations where it's like, I need to say something mm -hmm. because this, I just need to check where we're at and that just make sure it's been cleared and that, that we're both on the same page with this, which 99.9% .9 of the time, it's like, a, I mention it, you mention it. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh God, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, we're done, but move on kind of thing. And I want to um, say we both usually, usually, yeah, say 90% of the time, even if we know where the other person is and we're like, okay, I can see why this is happening. This makes yeah. sense, but I do need to address it. We still stop, pause, process it or pro pro yeah. process it. Pro process it? Uh, did you did you just process mm -mm. something? No. It must have been like she a did. breakup. That's the, the whole like, I'm going through a tunnel. I can't hear Keen anymore. You didn't, you didn't hear any British in me. My, my, my British influence. <laughs> <laughs> but we take a moment and process, we process it really quickly for ourselves. It's right. like, okay, how am I feeling? I'm feeling kind of like put off by this. I'm feeling yeah. upset. I'm angry, whatever. So that we're not coming at it with the then, energy of like, here's all my shit on top of your shit. It's like, okay. Right. And it's like, oh, and like, this is triggering something of me not feeling good enough right now. I know I'm good enough. And I know I'm doing like, we'll do all of that internal stuff before we have the conversation. And then the conversation becomes super easy to yes. have and quick and easy to have because we're no not charged. Yeah. And it's not me trying it. She's not dealing yeah. with my needs on top of <clears throat> my needs on top of how they were impacted or vice versa. Right, absolutely. So I do think that that's a really important thing to to kind of add to this is that, that, that being able to offer support and compassion to the other person and also still be able to name, yeah, that kind of sucked a little mm -hmm. bit. I'm okay and I know where you're at. I just wanted to just, I wanted to just name it so it's not in my head and not in my energy energetic space anymore. I'm not bringing this into the approach. And most of the time, and that's even when I was in the hole, which I was a little bit uh, on a couple of occasions with the visa process. Like even in that process, I was like, I might thank you for saying something. Like mm -hmm. even though I was like, oh, my head's going to explode and I don't want, I can't deal with anything else right now. But because it was, I wasn't, I didn't feel like Serena was 
expecting anything of me other than to go other than the really simple thing of oh my goodness I'm acknowledging I'm apologizing that's the last thing I would have wanted I don't want you to know how grateful I am for you like in those moments and that's super easy to do because even in the midst of being in it if someone's not coming at it with the energy of like her unmet needs that would be a different ball game Mm -hmm. um so being able to do that for yourself makes a huge difference um, anything else you want to add? We have another one in this series. We so. do. We do have another one to come. But I thought this is just a really, um, <clears throat> this is a good example of like how the needs lens, when you put a needs lens on this, these sorts of situations, you could look at it and go, oh, what's going on for my needs? What's going on about this? What's going on for their needs? And that it can change. It can give you the tools to understand how to address these situations and how to um resolve them in a different way um so um i think that's it for today thank you for being here thank you for listening thank you for watching us remember to stay safe we're sending you lots of love and between now and next time to remember to continue to meet your own needs lots of love bye bye friends that's it for today if you like what you heard please subscribe rate and give us a written review as it will help more people find us and remember if you feel triggered during a conversation you first want to check if it's your own stuff Then you might want to check to see if there's something you want to apologize for. And then you might want to check to see if the other person needs a little compassion because their needs are on there. Well, shit. It really is that simple.